Hello, thank you for listening to the Avenue GCLC podcast. My name is Christopher Stevens, and I'm the minister at the Avenue G Church of Christ, where we are people of more. We hope that you enjoy and have enjoyed listening to this podcast, where you can find sermons, congregational singing, and talk shows with myself and youth minister Joshua Williams. We pray that the content is a blessing to you, and we hope that everyone listening can join us in person for worship and Bible class. We are located at 601 West Avenue G, Temple, Texas, 76504. And don't forget to visit us online at avegcoc.org. From the people of war to you, thank you and God bless. Sometimes are here Feeling this heart with fear Freedom we all hold dear Now is that stay Well humble your hearts to God Save from the chastening rock Seek the way pierced from trial, Christians away. My Jesus is coming. Morning, 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 night and noon. Many, many, many will reach their doom. The trumpets will sound. Oh, oh the day the righteous, the righteous will meet him, and I'm going when no one, heaven we're bound, yeah, love of so many coasts, losing their homes of gold, this is God's word. about when all has come to pass nearing the end at last it will come very fast trumpets will sound my Jesus is coming morning 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 night I know Many, many, many will reach their doom. The trumpets will sound. Oh, the dead, the righteous, the righteous will meet him. And I'm going when no one, heaven were bound, yeah. Will soon be oh happy forevermore when we meet on that shore, free from all care, rising up in the sky, telling this world goodbye. Homeward we. 
can fly glory to share well my Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming soon. morning 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 not a doom many many oh, many we'll reach that doom the trumpets will sound Morning, not a no. Many, many, many will reach that The trumpets will sound. Oh, the day the righteous, the righteous will meet him. ye there for you know not the day when the Lord shall call your soul away if you lay striving for the right don't you know that you shall wear a golden crown well I shall wear a crown and I shall wear a crown when the trumpet sounds when the trumpet sounds I shall wear a crown and I shall wear a crown don't you know that I shall wear a golden crown. Be not like those foolish virgins then, for he is coming, and you know not when. Keep your burning bright don't you know that you shall wear a golden crown well I shall wear a crown how many of y'all want to wear a crown I shall wear a crown help me y'all when the trumpet sounds when the trumpet sounds this morning I shall wear a crown don't you know that I shall wear a golden crown and if you hold out till the end Jesus is and ever 
Don't you know that you shall wear a golden crown? How many of y'all believe it? Well, I shall wear a crown. And I shall wear a crown. When the trumpet sounds. When the trumpet sounds. Don't you know that I shall wear say amen out there amen one day we'll wear a golden crown i come to you this morning for this morning scripture reading uh, that will be taken from the book of psalm chapter number 13 verses 1 and 2 the book of psalm chapter 13 verses 1 and 2 the bible declares how long O lord will you forget me forever how long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? I read to you here in the book of Psalm chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. Let us bow down to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Our dear, kind, and most righteous Father, we are grateful for your everlasting love. We are grateful for the opportunity to have waken up to see this day. We are so thankful, kind Father, for you blessing us to still be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. We are praying, kind Father, for not only this nation, but for the entire world. As this pandemic has hit us and it is, we are still feeling the effects on this day. Kind Father, we are so grateful for uh, knowing you and knowing that you see the end result of this all. And we are so thankful for the opportunity to be praising your holy name, even in the midst of this chaos. Uh, we're asking a special blessing upon the members of Avenue G, upon uh, the members of the body of Christ who are also uh, worshiping with us online. We are asking a special blessing upon them and their congregations. We ask that you just continue to be with them and the leadership of their congregations as well. Uh, we're asking that you watch over our families and keep us all safe and continue to comfort us and bring the peace that only you have 
God, Father, and then give us that peace uh, that surpasses all understanding. Uh, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be singing praises to your holy and divine name. And we thank you so much for your manservant who will come before us and break unto us the bread of life. We ask that you just continue to bless him and his family, continue to uh, be, be guiding him in his heart, uh, that he may be able to say the things unto us and that we may be able to take something from your word and learn it and apply it into our daily lives, kind Father, as we are striving to make heaven our home someday, kind Father. Uh, we again, we thank you. We praise your holy and wonderful name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we do humbly pray. The church says, Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen, amen. Well, anyway, you bless me, Lord. Oh, I, I'll be satisfied. Anyway, anyway, you bless me, Lord. Lord, I, I'll be satisfied. Anyway, anyway, you bless me, Lord. You know that I, I will be satisfied. Anyway, you bless me, Lord. You know. I'll be satisfied Anyway, anyway, anyway Lord, I, I will be satisfied Anyway Anyway, you bless me I will, I'll be satisfied Anyway Anyway, you bless me Oh, I'll be satisfied Anyway Well, I heard the voice of my Jesus say, come on, come on to me, there you can rest, oh yeah, he said bow down, bow down, thou weary, weary one, go on, bow down, and Lord, anyway, anyway, you bless me, Lord, you know. Anyway, anyway, you 
blessed be all. You know that I I'll be satisfied anyway. You bless me, Lord. You know that I'll be satisfied anyway. Satisfied anyway, anyway you bless me, I promise I will be satisfied anyway. You bless me, you know that I'll be satisfied anyway, 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 anyway. Bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied anyway, anyway. How many of you are blessed to be here on this morning? Amen. How many know that God blessed you to be here on this morning? Amen. I received a uh, prayer request just a moment ago, and I want to make sure before I forgot to, to make sure that I read it, because um, I will forget once I get into this. Um, I had a prayer request that was submitted uh, by Sister uh, Kim. I just had it here. The prayer request states, uh, this has come from Kim Price. Uh, she says, I know that some of you may know, uh, may not know that because I had a few symptoms of coronavirus, uh, my doctor didn't think it was serious enough for a test, but because of my medical history, I was placed on seven-day quarantine. Uh, that time has passed, and I returned to work this Tuesday, and she's asking for prayers to remain healthy despite being put in a very risky situation. Um, her job has, this has been practicing social distancing um, and wearing a mask, but they're still seeing an abundance of customers on a daily basis. A few of them have even stated that previously they had the virus. Uh, so she's just asking for prayers for herself and her coworkers that they make it out of the situation without being a victim of coronavirus. I believe that that is a blessing um, that... She showed those symptoms and, and, and was in quarantine, and God uh, brought her through on the other side. Uh, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Dear most kind, righteous Heavenly Father, we come to you at this time thanking you for allowing us all to be here on today. We, we thank you for allowing uh, Kim to be able to uh, see a doctor uh, and to uh, be helped by those doctors and to um, be still healthy at this time. We ask you, Lord, that you would be with her co-workers and her as they are dealing with customers on a daily basis. We ask that you would bless those who would come into her place of work, that, that the customers will use uh, uh, common sense as well as measures that have been put in place uh, to obey those who are above us and authority figures so that we can uh, end this thing and, and stop it in its tracks. All those things we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 
that that right there, because we haven't had anybody uh, really touched by it. We we know of people who have been touched by it. We know of folks that have lost their life. And yet, those watching, those who are here, are still in the presence of, of each other, still living on this side of life. And I think that's something to be thankful for. Amen. I think it is. So uh, I'm, I'm reading that over there, and I'm just like, man, I'm hoping that thank you, Lord, was on there. But if it's not, we're going to sing it right now. Because I think we can all be thankful for what God has given us at this time. And after we sing the song, we'll be thankful for a little bit of air conditioning in here as well. Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank, thank you, Lord.
thank you, Lord. Oh, man, you've been a friend. Been my friend, and you've been my friend. Lord, when I felt alone, I know you've been my friend. Oh, you've been my friend. take it for granted, but I know and I understand that even if this pandemic wasn't happening, I'm still thankful that God has blessed us with life. There are people who died before this thing came, during, and they will continue to die after, but I'm just thankful for the blessings that God has given to me. Let us all be thankful on this morning. Amen. 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 We are truly thankful, truly thankful, and blessed to be here on this side of life on this morning. Uh, we know that we didn't have to be here, but God blessed us to be here on this morning, and we are truly thankful for you joining us again. Uh, if you're on the live feed, the live chat right now, drop us a line. Tell us you're here. Say your name. Say where you are. Say where you're watching from. We want to we want to see where you're from. We want you to be interactive and join in on this worship with us on today. We are continuing to uh, be, uh, we are continuing to, are we finishing today, rather, these, the Lament Sermon Series. And what we wanted to do in this sermon series was to point out the fact that we have an avenue as Christians. We all in here are facing struggles on a daily basis. We all in here have had to make changes to our lives. I myself have been furloughed. We have uh, someone who... Uh, was laid off from their job. We have we have a lot of things going on right now in our life. Uh, this pandemic has changed the way that we do many things, including uh, how we worship, and 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 it just so so we wanted to let you know that God has provided us an avenue to where you can take all the burdens that you're carrying on your back and you can lay them at the doorstep of God and you can tell God exactly how you feel because God is not going to be upset with you letting Him know how you feel. It's not the fact that you're that you're just grumbling and, and complaining. You're letting God know this is exactly what I'm feeling. I remember who you are. I know that you did it for them. I know that you do it for me. But sometimes, sometimes we have to ask the question when we're going through these things of when. Sometimes we ask the question of when. And that's going to be the topic of our sermon today is when. When is this going to be over? When are my trials going to be a thing of the past? When is my pain going to stop? When is my trouble time? When is this, this, this hardship going to be over? I want to talk to you this morning. I want to point you in the direction of where we're going by talking about family road trips. Family road trips. Uh, traveling is not for the faint of heart, especially whenever you have children. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can say, I'll say amen to that. Traveling with children is not always fun. But when you look at traveling from the perspective of a child, uh, taking a trip of two or three hours can take a lifetime. You're sitting, I remember sitting in the back seat taking trips to Six Flags and SeaWorld, and you would think that taking a trip for two hours took seven days. 
And I remember sitting in the back seat and sometimes I would look over at my siblings and I would see them sleep and I would wonder as we're traveling, why can't I go to sleep? Why can't I go to sleep? Because they're going to have the privilege of going to sleep and then all of a sudden they'll be there. Amen. And, and as I'm sitting in the back seat looking at them, I'm looking at the signs uh, that are on the highway and I'm looking at the grass as it seems to run past me as I'm sitting in this boring car. I would wonder, when would this be over? All I could do is sit and look. Seatbelt cutting into my chest, looking at the miles that it is to go, and it would almost ruin the trip. It would almost ruin the trip for me. And I would rather have, sitting in that car, I would rather go back home than to continue to go forward. I would rather go back to where I was than go to the happy place that we were headed to. And I want to let you know that there are going to be times in our lives where we are traveling on the road of when and how long. And we're going to wonder if it would be better to go back to where we used to be. We have all been in a scenario at one point in time in our lives where it may not have been a trip, but it may have been a bout with cancer. It may have been a bout with your diabetes. It may have been a bout with your high blood pressure. You may have wondered how long, when is this thing in my life that I'm dealing with right now? When is it going to be over? You may have been right now. You may be on that road of when in the dying marriage. You may be looking at your spouse right now as you sit in this house for a long time saying you are not who I thought you were. And this thing that we had, this thing that we said we would be in forever, is seeming like a, a long road trip. You may be even in a classroom setting online as your children, and you, you may be thinking this is taking an especially long time. If I were in school, it would be summer already. If I were in school, at least I would be able to talk to my friends and have a good time. And you may be saying to yourself, I would be glad when this thing is over. But all we can do in the moment, all we can do in the moment as we're dealing with the hardship that we're dealing with, all we can do is ask the question, when? When? How long? And as we look at the psalmist on today, which is again a psalm written by David, he asks the question, when? When the when moment comes, know that remaining in God will lead to your salvation. When the when moment comes, know that remaining in God will lead to your salvation. But we must ask the question, what should you do while you're in the wind? What should you do while you're in the wind? Psalms chapter 13, the Bible reads this. I'm going to read it in its entirety first. The Bible says, David, right, this is a Psalm of David. How long, O Lord, will you forget about me? How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. Can we say death? Can we say death? death. I want to see you guys. I want to see you guys typing in this thing. I want to see you online. After I get done with this, I want to see that you are participating. Go to the next verse right there. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. Can we say steadfast love? 
Steadfast love. Can we say steadfast love? Steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Future tense. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. David here again, David here again expresses his emotion through a lament. And he let, let us remember that throughout this series, we have taken a closer look at laments and how they can be helpful in dealing with hurt, frustration, and adversity. And this lament can also be known as a complaint psalm. Uh, this, that's right, you heard it. This is, can be also known as a complaint psalm. And a complaint psalm is focused on a crisis or distress or oppression experienced by an individual or community. The psalm explains the crisis to God and asks for help. I want you to look for a moment with me. David here in verses one and two, David is just like, uh, uh, what's that singer with the Commodore? Lionel Richie. Do y'all remember Lionel Richie? He had a famous, famous song, famous song. That song was called Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Y'all remember that song? Hello. David in verse one and two, he says, hello, God, I'm struggling. I'm your man. I'm king of your people. I'm the one who's been on your side for most time. Hello, God, where are you? Where are you, God? Verses one and two, the Bible says, how long, O Lord? How long, O Lord? What we see here, what we see here. Four times within the first two verses, it translates literally, until when, Lord? That's what it says. Until when, Lord? Until when? How long? When is this going to be over? Four times it says, it says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Right? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have, my so and have sorrow in my heart all day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Verse number one, he talks about, did you forget me? Will you forget me forever? He, he feels in his heart, God has forgotten him. God, I, I, I was the one that stood up against the, the giant. God, I'm the one who's been doing right things. God, have you forgotten about me? Because at this point in time in my life, my life right now doesn't match up with what it used to be with you. The blessings that you gave me in my past, I remember what it was like whenever I came into contact with you. I remember what it was like when I first got into relationship with you, Yahweh God. I remember how it used to be. I remember the blessings that you rained down upon me, upon yeah. my family. I remember that great job you gave me. I remember the child that you gave me. I remember the spouse that you gave me. I remember when I said I do. I remember whenever I signed the dotted line on that big old check that I received. I remember, I remember, oh God, but right now in my current state, I feel like you forgot about me. And, he's, and, he's, and he's, he, his, his heart is troubled, and he's saying, how long will you hide your face from me? You, you're not looking at me right now, God, because I know if you looked at me that I wouldn't be in this current position. How long will you continue to hide your face from me? Verse number two, the Bible says this. Josh, read that for me. Verse number two. How long? How long must I take counsel? Must I take counsel in my soul? Now, I want you to see this. He says, now, remember back in verse one, he says, will you forget me forever? In order for him to be forgotten, he had to have a relationship in the first place. 
But he says, how long must I take counsel in my soul? He's saying right now, I'm taking counsel from myself. I don't I don't have you in my life right now. And sometimes in our lives, when we're going through the worst times, our own heart can be our worst enemy. Talk soon. Our own heart can be our worst enemy. We can sit there running all these different scenarios in our mind and we can't control any of the scenarios that we come up with. So all we're doing is making ourselves sick, trying to figure out how this thing is going to end that God already has on the other side for you. But in the moment, in the moment, the same thing that David felt is the same thing that you're feeling right now. You know in your heart that this $1,200 check isn't going to last you. You know in your heart that your job just furloughed you. You don't know how you're going to do after. You, you know in your heart that you've been laid off and you're just saying to yourself, well, I, I'll be glad when this unemployment check come in. It's taking a long time. Every time I make a phone call, it's busy. When is my, when is my help coming? And all I can do is sit here and think about in my heart all things that I can't control. All things that cause me to worry, all things that cause me to get sick, all things that cause me, listen to this. Do you realize that you can cause yourself, right, to have troubled faith? You being in your own head will cause you to lose faith in God and what God can do. David says, how long must I take counsel in my own soul? And have sorrow in my heart all day. He says, God, I am full of sorrow every single day in my heart. I'm reminded of the saying. When I read this, I was reminded of the saying, crying with a loaf of bread under your arm. Crying under a loaf of bread under your arm. Crying with a loaf of bread under your arm. I, I was told that whenever I was a young person because I would talk about being hungry and I had a big belly and plenty of food in the refrigerator. Crying with a loaf of bread on your arm, it means that you are feeling sorry for yourself when you have a lot to be thankful for. It's hard to see at times, but even when God allows for some moments that seem to be lonely ones, he is still providing. Just think for a moment how your heart continues to beat, even though you don't have to pump it yourself. Continue to remember how your lungs continue to expand and contract, and you don't have to control it. Continue to remember how you still have a roof over your head, how you still have clothes to put on, how you still have eyes to see the problems that are around you, how you still have ears to hear people telling you how bad things are how you still have family that are there to get on your nerves and they're still living that's still a blessing and god is still providing how you still have intellect to even be able to put thoughts together there are always going to be far worse situations than our own but in the moment in the moment in the same moment that david is in the same moment that you may be in right now We will feel lonely. We will feel forgotten. We will feel that God has forgotten us. We will be in the situation to where we will start to think in our own hearts that I know better than God and that this is how this is going to end. And it's good for us to orderly lay out our heart towards God. Sometimes you and your heart alone will get you into trouble. But I have to ask the question, what do you do when all your mind can conjure up are sorrowful thoughts. All you can think about is sorrowful thoughts. What do you do when the justice of God is no longer present? David says, how long shall my enemies be exalted over me? What he's saying there is, God, 
this is not justice. The evil aren't supposed to win. Now, I know that your scenario may be different. You may actually have someone who is showing evil towards you and doing evil towards you. You may say, how does this person continue to do well when I'm your righteous one, God? When I'm a child of God, they're not a child of God. Your scenario may also be to where it's not an evil one, to where it's an evil thing, to where it's something that causes you harm like the coronavirus, where it's something that causes you harm like a lack of a job, like where it's something that causes you harm like living and existing in a loveless marriage, something that causes you harm like your children being hateful towards you, something that causes you harm like the loss of a loved one. And you may say, God, this isn't good. Aren't you a good God? Aren't you a good God? The bad guys are winning. And you ask yourself, when will justice return? When will my heart stop thinking bad things? When will my mood change? And I want you to remember the loaf under your arm. We cry with a loaf of bread under our arm. As we continue looking at verses 3 uh, through uh, 4, I believe, 3 through 4, David in his heart is saying, God, time is almost up. Time is almost up. Now, I, I, I like to rent movies from the Red Box. And uh, I'm, I, I, I would like to be considered as the red box king, all right? Because I can, I can rent a movie, make sure I watch it, and get it back before I have to pay for an extra day, right? That's, that's, I enjoy that. That is my joy. I, I love to rent a movie and make it back to the red box before I pay an extra day. But there are times, right? When I, when I, I have the movie and we just barely finished watching it and it's 8 45. You got to return it by 9. And I make my way to a red box and I get there and it's about 8.58 and then somebody's sitting there browsing for movies. And I'm sitting there thinking. I'm looking at my watch and I turn my head sideways so maybe they'll get the idea like, man, this, this dude is trying to return it. And I start hitting, hitting my hand with the red box so they'll be like, oh, let me let him return it. And I'm thinking to myself, time is almost up. Time is almost up. I'm almost at the end to where I'm going to be charged another day. And David here, in verse number three, he's at that same place where he's saying time is almost up. What does verse three say there for us, Josh? Consider. He says, consider. And answer me. And answer me. Oh, Lord, Stop my God. right there. He says, consider and answer me. Consider and answer me. Right there in the Hebrew, that word is also the word they use for look. He's saying, God, look at me. Right? God, look at me. It's an imperative form right there. He says, God, look at me. Pay attention to me. Consider me and what I'm going through right now, God, because I feel like you don't see me. Look at me. I'm struggling. I'm feeling pain. I'm feeling sorrow. My heart has troubled me, and all I have are my own thoughts. Look at me. When is this going to be over, God? Look at me. Consider me. Answer my, pray my prayers. Consider my pleas. Answer me, God. He's saying, God, please, just, just take notice of me, because I know if you take notice of me, I know who you are, and I know that you respond to your children. Sometimes there are point in times in our life to where God is going to say, I know where they are in the maturation process. I know where they are. God hasn't turned his face away from you. God hasn't stopped looking at you. God sees you. God is still providing. 
God is saying, I know that they can handle this. And if they go through this, they're going to be so much stronger on the other side. They're going to be able to better serve me on the other side of this thing if they stay faithful. Now, if they start trying to do their own thing, they're going to mess it up. And then later on, I'm going to have to put the same test again in their life. But right now, I know that they can do it. He says, consider and answer me. David is saying, I know that you can do this. Being in a position of a terrible win situation doesn't mean that you have to lose faith in God. If you give up, you're going to have to take the test again. If you give up, you're going to have to take the test again. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith in God. Continue reading verse 3 there, Josh. Oh, Lord, my God. He says, mm-hmm. light up my eyes. It says, light up my eyes. Lest I sleep mm-hmm. the sleep of death. What we need to take from this is this. We should call to God. We should call God into action in our tough win moments. We should call God into action in our tough win moments. When you look down the long road of adversity, the long road of pain, the long road of failed health, and you can't see your destination, call God into action and tell him you can't see it. Tell him you can't make it without him because we have confidence that he will. Verse number four, the Bible says what, Josh? Bible says, lest my enemy. David says, lest my enemy, if you continue to turn your face from me, if you continue to ignore me, if you continue to not look at me and all I see is death in my presence, my enemies will look at me and they will say what? I have prevailed over him. They're going to think that they won God. And that's not what you want us to be. You don't want us to be failures. You don't want us to lose in this thing called faith. Come on, keep reading. Lest my foes rejoice Uh because I am shaken. Uh huh. He says, lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. There will be hard times in this long journey of when, but there's going to come a time when we are going to need a but. I know that sounds funny, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be a time when we're going to need a but scenario. We're going to have to accept the fact that the trip may be long. We're going to have to accept the fact there's going to be times when you're going to have to say, you know what? This cancer, this diabetes, this life-threatening illness that I have, I'm going to leave this earth with that thing. And that's a hard saying. I'm going to have to leave this earth with this thing. This, 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 this loveless marriage, these, these hard-headed children. This is going to be a long journey for me, and I'm accepting of that because we just sang the song, Any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied, right? That's right. There's going to be some moments and times where we're going to have to accept this long journey, where we're going to have to say to ourselves, you know, I know that I just left from where I used to be. I know that I just left from living in sin, and this road looks long, and I don't want to go that way towards where you are, God. It's going to hurt me if I go back to where I was. So I need to keep pressing on along this long journey of when it has unexpected events along the way. We are going to have to accept that in some cases our win is going to be permanent. But there is a love that is provided by God. And this love that God provides is different 
than the love that's provided by human beings. Look at verse number five there. Make that full screen. I want this to be really into the hearts of those watching uh, today. Verse number five, the Bible reads what, Josh? But I have trusted. He says, but I have trusted. In your steadfast love. In your steadfast love. I want you to see here that David says, although my heart is in a long, trying Win moment. He says, I have trusted. I have put my trust in your steadfast love. That Hebrew word there, hesed, means steadfast love, continual love, continual loyalty. He says, God, I know that you are a God that gives us continual, steadfast, undying love. I know that you're a God that gives it to us. And God provides something to us when we are in our win moment. And it will sustain us. His love, his love is unending. God is love. He has an unmovable love. And if that be the case that your win moment is for the rest of your life on this earth, please know that God doesn't stop loving you. He gives you salvation. He gives you salvation. And as we looked at last week, what he gives us is, what, read that last part there, Josh. My he heart. Says, he says, my heart, Shall right? Rejoice. The same heart that's, that's constantly thinking of bad things, the same heart that's full of sorrow. He says, at the same time, while I'm having this thought today, I can still have thoughts of salvation on tomorrow. And I know that just because I'm not living how I'm living today, just because I'm struggling in this moment that I'm in right now, just because I fell off for a day, mm-hmm. I know that this heart also shall rejoice can rejoice in your salvation. in salvation and this salvation in Hebrew is Yeshua which is also Joshua which is also the same name that Jesus wears yes, God saves mm-hmm. he saves and I can rejoice in the fact that even though my my win may last as long as my human life on this earth may be well I'm going to have salvation because I know that your love is steadfast unmovable I know this about your love, God. I'm going to sing today as if God has already brought me to the end of my win. I'm going to sing and shout and rejoice and give praise, even though I haven't been brought out of my win, even though I haven't been brought, haven't been taken to the destination that is happy, the destination where it makes me forget about the moments of hurt and pain and sorrow that have been behind me. Even though I haven't made it there, I'm going to sing as though I'm there already. I'm going to shout. I'm going to give praises as if I'm already there. There is the but. The ultimate salvation for the child of God is an eternity where there are no more winds. Can you imagine this? The the but in this scenario is, is that one day there's going to be an existence where there are no more win moments. There are no more moments where you have to worry about God not being there because you'll see him for sure. You'll see God. You'll see the sun. You'll be in in this glorious place that God has prepared for us. And you don't have to ask whether or not God's face is hidden from you because you'll be able to see him and look at him and say, thank you. Thank you, God. Yes, this, yes, they might be. A but situation, but the ultimate salvation for the child of God is an eternity where there are no more winds. David continues on in verse number six. He says, 
I will sing. I will sing to the Lord. To the Lord. Because he has dealt. Because he has dealt bountifully with me. Because he has dealt bountifully with me. There's something about singing that speaks to the heart. David is in a season where his wind is long and seemingly unending, but when he chooses to bear up and trust in the unfailing God and the surety that salvation comes to God's people, he then sings. His heart is changed, therefore he is able to exist in his wind as a victor. And I want you to understand that if you are in a win moment, you're asking God, how long am I going to be in this season? How long am I not going to have enough money? How long am I not going to have enough food? How long is this relationship that I just found out isn't what I thought it would be? Uh, How long is it going to be this way? How long are my children going to be disobedient? How long am I going to be furloughed for work? In these how long, in these win moments, I want you to remember that you have to have, you have to have a heart that can sing praise to God in those moments. Singing praise to God in those moments will do multiple things. It will cause others to look at you and say, okay, I'm going the same thing they're going through. I'm going through the same thing they're going through. They're singing praises to God, and they have joy in this moment, and I'm without it. Maybe I need what they have. Another thing that it does is it shows faith that God can do what he said he's going to do. He is a God of salvation. Are you going to sing his praises in your win moment? When the end of our troubles seem too far, to even consider or even to be real, and our heart is causing our faith to waver, we are dared to be consistent in our trust of God and his salvation. Win. On this morning, I want you to understand that if you don't have God, if you are not a Christian on this morning, your win moments will always feel like they're going to last forever. Uh, Christians have the same moments that you have. We have win moments. We have how, how long moments. But if you have God, there is hope. You cannot be in relationship with God if you have not obeyed the plan of salvation. The first thing that you must do You must hear the word of God. God sent his son Jesus down to this earth to die for us, to die for our sins in our place. As we learned in Sunday school this morning, he sent Jesus down here to die in our place. You have to ask yourself, do you believe it? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God? Do you believe that he died for your sins? Are you ready to change your heart? All right. This change of heart leads to a change of action. It leads towards a better life. Are you ready to confess that Jesus Christ is the son of God? And after that, after you confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and you pledge your allegiance to him, are you ready to be baptized for the remission of your sins? In, in, in the watery grave of baptism, uh, we literally uh, do what the word means. That word means to uh, be buried. We are buried in the water. We meet the blood of Jesus, and all of our sins are washed away. If you're a Christian on this morning and you're existing in your wind moment, I want you to know that we are praying with you. Understand that I said we are praying with you. We're praying with you. Pray with us as we pray with you. Submit a prayer request if you need to. I I truly pray that this series on laments has been helpful to you. Uh, I hope, trust, and pray that you go back, and when you're feeling some of these emotions that are expressed in these laments, I hope that you go back and listen to them and find some hope in them. hope that you find some peace in them. Uh, We had a couple of series uh, 
they'll they'll be present on our page, or they should be already present on our our page. Uh, And we just ask that if you want to be baptized on this morning, if you're not a child of God and you want to be baptized, give us a phone call, uh, 254-598-2407. We'll baptize you today. Uh, We invite you to do so as we sing.